Marriage is a very important part of our Christian community. It's the seedbed of any vocation, all vocations, hopefully come from uh, marriage. Even as a person who's celibate, uh, much of my nourishment, you might say, comes from being with families. So marriage is a, it's meant to be such a good thing, a beautiful thing, experience that is life-giving. And I'm so grateful when I get to spend time with couples who love each other and are committed to their marriage. If we look at what God planned for marriage in the scriptures, we see that it was originally set up to be a gift, a glorious sharing in life together between a man and a woman. God states, it is not good for the man to be alone. So we're not meant for solitude, we're not meant to be alone. And God made us to be drawn to each other in a special bond to develop over the course of that relationship. None of, other, none of the other creatures that God created had this capacity or this potential of sharing in this relationship that we as human beings can have. We're made in the image of God and to have the capacity to express love and affection in a unique way. Even at the time of Jesus, divorce was already part of human society by then. But Jesus astonishes his listeners, saying to them that divorce wasn't part of God's plan from the beginning, and those who marry after divorce commit adultery. We know that divorce happens, but how can we remain faithful to Christ and his teachings, while at the same time working to help those who find themselves in difficult or challenging situations with regard to marriage. I think there are some things that we as a church could do better on. For instance, I think the way that we prepare people for marriage, because of, in some ways, because of the culture that we live in, where people are not always familiar with all the teachings of the church or the life of the church, people are coming from different places sometimes, and so they don't always have a great understanding of what we're calling them to when we say, you're going to be married in the church. What does that mean? They don't always understand. So part of today's struggle is that people are already living together oftentimes and they don't realize what kind of damage they're doing to their future marriage. When a couple wants to get married and they're not practicing their faith and they don't intend to practice their faith once they're married, are we really helping them by just saying, yeah, get married as Catholics and uh, you know, be under the responsibilities and obligations of marriage without receiving the helps of marriage, which you know, in the Catholic faith, if you're going to Mass, you're receiving the sacraments, there's that support, right, to help live the life of grace. Sometimes I wonder if we could help people more by holding them to a higher standard. I struggle sometimes with how do we allow couples to make their own decisions, make mistakes even, and yet setting them up for success. It's not always easy to know exactly how to do that. And I think every couple is a little bit different, but it's something I struggle with sometimes of how to do that. There's a lot of pressure to get married, um, but in the long run, it may be better to extend that preparation process until that couple is ready to live their faith. Most often people book their venues and they're very concerned with the wedding details, which is understandable, right? That's our culture, that's how we get married. And so there's all this expectation of what that day should look like, but maybe we as Catholics should focus more on the marriage itself. What are we preparing for? I know, it's hard to do when so much pressure is placed on the couple to create this perfect and successful event, right? So there's challenges to overcome there. 
Now, if a couple is married and they are struggling in their marriage, it should be, I think, normal to seek help, to seek uh, you know, outside help from someone who could maybe help them, maybe talking to a priest or a Christian counselor, someone who understands the Catholic teaching on marriage and the Christian anthropology, like how we're made, how we're made good and all this. Unfortunately, there are a lot of counselors or people who would advise people that maybe would do more harm than good. So we have to be careful who we look to for guidance. So we shouldn't wait until we're really in a bad place before seeking help. When people look back and try to understand why is my marriage struggling, I think oftentimes it's a bunch of little things rather than one big thing. Sometimes there's a big thing, right? But sometimes there's a bunch of little things and we think, we're both good people. We're both trying hard. Why isn't this working? Why is this such a struggle? And sometimes this little wedge gets in there and over time that wedge goes deeper and deeper and the spouses feel further and further apart. And instead of love and forgiveness being offered, there's use and abuse, scorekeeping, tit for tat, a lack of communication, and it's kind of a miserable experience sometimes for people. So living marriage takes a lot of grace. When couples come uh, into their marriage with unresolved wounds in the first place, it can even complicate that more, uh, this already difficult and complicated situation. So when it comes to that, we can say, how can we help marriages last? I think supporting them, praying for them, um, helping them to know that they don't have to be perfect, right? I think sometimes that's important. We're all human, we're all learning, we're all growing. When it comes to divorce and annulments and remarriage, there are a lot of misconceptions out there. Um, I think it's best, rather than trying to get into all those things and say exactly what the church says, if, if you find yourself in that situation or you know someone in that situation, have them talk to their parish priest. Have them talk to someone who knows something about what can or can't be done, what should or shouldn't be done. Um, the church is here. We're here to support you, to help you. And rather than just flying under the radar and, and just kind of putting it aside and say, well, I'm not going to figure this out, seek out help. The Lord wants to help you. So we know divorce is a sad reality. It's, it happens. It's something we have to deal with as a community. Annulments are a process of trying to help people look at their past marriage, their experience of their marriage, to see if something was clearly missing. Now we have to admit that it's an imperfect solution to an imperfection in our human experience. So we have to know that going in. Remarriage is like putting an addition on a, on a building. It's always more complex to add onto something that's existing, an existing structure, than to follow a ready-made plan in the, in the plan the first time. You just have to know that there's gonna be complications that arise. And so uh, anytime someone's looking at the past marriage and even preparing for a second marriage, there's challenges there, so we have to be aware of that. And not pretend that this is just going to be easy. Christian marriage is a high ideal. There's no question of that. We, we as a Catholic Church, probably of all institutions, countries, religions, probably hold it in the highest regard. But it is actually corresponds to what we desire as human beings, the kind of relationship we desire at the, at the heart of who we are. What marriage asks of us, is our whole selves, our whole self of self-offering, a generosity which encompasses our whole person, our whole life. So it's a very costly offering. It's a very uh, big thing to give. 
And that's why it's so painful and so sad when, for whatever reason, a marriage falls apart. However, just because we see that marriages do fail or fall apart, it doesn't mean that we should change the sacrament of marriage to a lower or lesser thing. We shouldn't stop striving for the ideal just because the ideal is not always attained or it's difficult. That wouldn't solve the problem. I think sometimes people think that if we just change our teaching, then it'll make the experience better. But that's actually not true. So there isn't enough time to touch on every situation, but I would say, um, wherever you are, wherever your experience of marriage is, whether it's a future hope, a present struggle, whether you're already divorced or even divorced and remarried, God wants to meet you where you are to help you live out your lives in union with Him. So find a way to learn how can I live according to God's plan for marriage. And if we can do that, wherever we are, whether we're married or not, that experience of marriage in our society, in our parish family, is going to be richer and more fulfilling. Lord, we pray for all who are married. Help them stay close to you. Show them how you love them. Show them how to love their spouse, how to forgive and to share intimacy as you intended. Father, help all who have been divorced or who are struggling in their marriages to find healing and to understand your love for them, even in the midst of their struggles. Mary and Joseph, we ask your prayers of intercession for the family in our day. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Pray for us.